holidays, listeners. Happy holidays, Andy. <laughs> and God bless us, everyone. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, so here we are on our final episode of 2020 and our first ever official Christmas episode of oh, the show. Oh, are we watching a JoJo Siwa Christmas? No, nope. God, I wish. Uh, <laughs> that girl ain't right. That girl. I want to see a manger with her face planted, plastered all over it. Let's do it. There's. She's 17 years old and she's acting like she's three. There's something wrong with her. I'm telling you, she, she, she was dropping her head one too many times as a baby. Well, when she receives at the for her what was it her 15th birthday a Tesla with her face all over it. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. Feed that ego. There's something wrong. With <laughs> she got that honey boo boo disease. Uh, yes. Spe- speaking of ego, our movie is. Um, well, this is a first for us. Not not only is this the first time, it's a, it's a number of firsts. Not only is it the first time that we're doing a Christmas movie on this show, an official Christmas movie, but this is also the first time we're doing a movie that has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Believe it or not, everything else we've watched up to this point at least had some sort of a score above zero on Rotten Tomatoes. Even, Which is amazing, considering what we've watched. Yeah, even Dot and the Kangaroo has more <laughs> of a percentage. I, uh, I, it's amazing. But it was either this movie or a Tyler Perry's Medea Christmas. And, and some things are just sacred. <laughs> But instead, I decided to go with 2014's Kurt Cameron's Saving Christmas. Yes, Kurt. I watched the trailer for this. (laughs) I did. And I think I'm done. I think I got everything I need. No, I want to say this right right off the top. Rep Rip Roy today as we record this, as we record this. As a nation, I know we want this show to be evergreen. Pick it up and listen to it wherever you want. Great. As a nation, we have slain a proverbial dragon, thrown him to the ground, and the man we have chosen to replace this monster, this orange monster, is speaking to the nation for the first time as the victorious president of the United States. And I'm talking to you about Kurt Cameron's Saving Christmas. <laughs> Let me be clear. Four years of hell. And at the end of that, we should be in the streets dancing. And I'm in here talking about Kurt Cameron's saving Christmas. Well, you know, this was a dumpster fire of a year. So so I figured. I don't know what you two are talking about. I've loved 2020. (laughs) I figured let us end the year. With a dumpster fire of a movie. And here, here's how bad of a dumpster fire this movie was. Not, not only does it have a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, it was nominated for six Raspberry Awards at the 35th Annual at Raspberry Awards. It won four, including Worst Picture. 
It also became the lowest rated film on the Internet Movie Database bottom 100 list within one month of its theatrical release. And it is now considered even more than Manos, the Hands of Fate, even more than The Room, even more than Troll 2. It is considered the absolute worst film of all time. Yeah, how are we not going to watch this? <laughs> when, I'm surprised we don't own this. Uh, God, no. Uh, <laughs> when the film was released in theaters on November 14th, 2014, it made its debut on a big whopping 410 screens. Every one of them. It was in South Dakota. <laughs> um, believe it or not, the film was a box office hit. Um, it only cost $500,000 to make this film. And in its six-week run in the theaters, it grossed $2.7 million in the box office. So it is a financial hit. That's, that's unfortunate. That's a lot of uh, Jesus knows candy. Yeah. Now, Kirk Cameron... Uh, blames that the film received such negative reviews because of Rotten Tomatoes and atheists. Oh, sure. Pur purposely creating a war against this film. A war against a movie that is in, in its very nature a war against quote-unquote Christmas? Okay. Yes, about what he feels is the solution to solving the war on Christmas, which apparently, according to the trailer, is to take a candy cane, smack the living shit out of you, and force you to go Christmas shopping because Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't pay attention to history at all. That's, that's, what the, that's how to fight it right there. Yeah. I do everything for Jesus. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you do. I sure yes. Do. <laughs> oh, yes. Say his name. <laughs> Blessings. <laughs> so here are the raspberry. Wait, did, MC, did, did, uh, did producer Chris just become a SoundCloud rapper? <laughs> what just I, I happened? Think so, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of blessings, have you listened to Carrie Underwood's new Christmas album? Oh, no, we're not going to go there. No, no, not that trash. No. Well, the dress is red and flowing like Jesus' blood. Okay, stop. <laughs> stop! <laughs> this show back on track in some way. Um, so, this film was nominated for Worst Picture, which it won. Worst Actor for Kirk Cameron, which it won. Worst Supporting Actress for Bridget Ridenour. Who? I don't know. She lost. She doesn't have a Wikipedia entry, so that tells you something. Oh, there. Uh, worst director, uh, director by the name of Darren Doan. He was nominated, but he lost. But the film did win also worst screenplay, and it also won worst screen combo for Kirk Cameron and his ego. <laughs> Zinger. Yes. Got him. Now, the director of um, this movie has directed a lot of music videos for uh, Uncle Cracker, the Zac Brown Band. Jars of Clay. Jars, yeah, Jars of Clay, Blink-182, uh, Pennywise. 
I mean, he's done a lot of music videos. He's not really done too many movies. As a matter of fact, his, the movies that he has done that are considered movies um, are the 2013 Kirk Cameron movie Unstoppable, then the movie Saving Christmas, and then the 2015 movie The Free Speech Apocalypse. Oh, my God. Yeah. So this tells us what we're in for for this movie. Yes, yes. I, I had a friend actually who just tried because it's it's available on Amazon and so, and and also YouTube has made it available for free <laughs> because who the hell's gonna pay for this shit? Um, but a friend of mine, uh, I think he's one of the listeners of the show, Keith, out there. He tried watching this film. And he had to turn it off. You gotta, you gotta build up stamina. And yeah. That means like twice a month you have to watch something like Dot and the Kangaroo or Riding on the Bus with My Sister to or build yourself up to this Iron Man competition of a movie that I watched a trailer for and wanted to puke out of my butt. Yeah, I mean, we survived Riding the Bus with My Sister. We we survived Dot and the Kangaroo. We survived Premutos. We did survive Premutos. So I, I we, we, oh, and we just last month survived the Star Wars holiday special. That's true. Yeah, yeah. We we'll, we can take whatever they throw at us. So now, if you guys want to hear us talk about a potential, uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll like this movie. I don't know. I doubt it. But <laughs> if you want to hear us talk about something that was surprisingly damn good then you need to sign up for our Patreon account because we talked about uh, Superstar, the Karen Carpenter story, which is a 45-minute short film that is fucking phenomenal and has to be seen to believe. Um, but no, instead we're going to be watching Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. I promise the movie title I reveal after we watch this one is a palate cleanser. Listen, uh, I, I'm, I'm, here, I'm here tonight to get converted. So it's a tall order, Kurt. Let's see you do it. Let's see you save my Christmas, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so up to now, what has been probably the worst film? Uh, I would say it's a three-way tie between Premutos. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Premutos, Riding the Bus with My Sister, and Dot and the Kangaroo. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh God. <laughs> Shocking, the kangaroo. Oh, lordy. Our running gag. <laughs> it uh, is a running gag. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'm reading the description. I, I'm reading the description of this right now, and, and, and I mean, here we are. It says, um. The movie stars Kirk Cameron as a fictionalized version of himself. In Saving Christmas, Cameron, after explaining his views on Christmas directly to the audience, tries to convince his fictional brother-in-law, played by the film's director. Yeah, that Christmas- I, I figured that when I called that one when they got, had him in the trailer. I'm like, <laughs> there's no way this guy's an actor. <laughs> that Christmas is still a Christian holiday. It is. The film combines a comedic narrative with educational elements 
in order to help put Christ back in Christmas. It says that most of Christmas's popular elements, like shopping for gifts, are biblical in origin. While criticizing the modern-day view of the holiday, especially from atheists. And during the story, the film depicts some of the biblical events mentioned by Cameron, which he provides narration for for the audience. Yay! Not since the the the, the Passion of the Christ has there been such a a heartfelt, warm, wonderful Christian movie. Is it? Is it going to be in Aramaic? Is this film... <laughs> that might it might make it a little more interesting, like that, um, like like that uh, William Shatner movie in Esperanto. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you know, it might make it a little more interesting. Oh God! So, are we ready for this pile of shit? Let's do it, man. Like I said, I'm ready to get converted. Let's make it happen. <laughs> All right, gang. We will be right back with our with our thoughts of surviving Christmas, um, as I'm going to be calling it here, and then um, I will reveal our first title for 2021. Again, I promise it's a good one. You're you're going to be happy when you hear this one, Andy. I promise. Let's go. Yes. All righty. I, I need it. <laughs> Time to dive into the dumpster fire that is the brain of Kurt Cameron. Here we go. Do you ever feel like Christmas has been hijacked? Hey, uh, where's Christian? How's he doing? Is he okay? Oh, he's fine, really. He's just, he's just not into Christmas this year, that's all. By all the commercialism and those who want to replace Merry Christmas with Happy Holidays or Season's Greetings, whatever that means. You okay? This is not what Christmas is all about. Some want to pull down every manger scene and tell us why our favorite Christmas traditions are wrong. Newsflash, not in the Bible. That's a pagan idol symbol. It was the winter solstice. Jesus was not born in December. It's exactly what the Druids did. It's like a carjacking, but like of our religion. And guess what? Santa got in the car, kicked Jesus out, and was like, rolling, 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 and took, and just took it. Isn't it time somebody spoke up? Everything you see inside there, it's all about Christmas. It's all about Jesus. You love Christmas, and you want it to be all about what it's all about. This Christmas, dive headfirst into all of the joy, the dancing, the celebration, the feasting, the imagination, and traditions that glorify the true reason for the season. Join me and my family, and together, let's put Christ back into Christmas. What the fuck was that? <laughs> oh, I should not have started my morning the way I did. Oh, God. Okay. I've seen some deplorable offensive films. I, I, I have watched clips, not the whole thing, because I just can't. I've seen clips of Birth of a Nation. I've recently did watch Song of the South. I found a bootleg of it online and watched it. Um, I have seen 
shitty films, offensive films, but nothing. I mean, nothing comes close, not even Birth of a Nation or Song of the South, comes close to being as offensive as this film was. So so here's my thing. I watch because I think they're hilarious, okay? They're, I think that they have never-ending entertainment value. I watch insane conspiracy theory uh, films when I can find them, whether they be on, like, Hulu or, you know, Amazon Prime. Like, you dig deep, you find these, like, insane conspiracy theory, like like QAnon, uh, Loose Change, 9-11 was an inside job shit, right? I think they're, the people in them are are insane, and I love watching it. That's what this was. Aliens, but it's aliens. Yeah, no, and it's crazier shit than that. Like, I was abducted by by reptilians. Like, like the, the thing will be normal. Like, you know, you'll be talking about, like, time travel, and then you'll get the one guy who was like, when I was 12, I was abducted by reptilians. And that's what this is. So like basically the, the, the people in room 237, basically. Yeah, yeah, like, just, like, the weirdest minutia bullshit that they can pick apart to make their point. That's what this is. Um, I want to say off the off the rip, something you reminded me of when we were live chatting when you were watching it was Kurt Cameron says in his voiceover at the beginning, no sooner than five minutes into this film, he says, forget what you've heard about, you know, the nativity and forget what you've heard, you know, forget all of the white skinned people and then proceeds to only have white skinned people. <laughs> Yeah, he can. in the entire movie except for the comic relief. Yeah, he spreads that mayonnaise all over the place except for the token gay, not gay black guy. Yeah. Yes. God. Oh, let's let's start at the first five minutes of this film. Okay, the last time I had to constantly pause a movie to get through it because I couldn't believe what I was watching was Ilsa She Wolf of the SS. <laughs> okay. However, I paused less times during Elsa She Wolf of the SS than I did in the first five minutes of this goddamn film. I lost count on how many times I rolled my goddamn eyes over his war on Christmas propaganda soliloquy. But that's what that's what I'm saying. That's what this is. Yeah. If, if anybody ever comes up to me again and goes, I can't believe so many people voted for Trump. What kind of nation do we live in? I'm pointing them at this piece of shit. Yeah. Because yeah. this is what people believe. God. Like, like what? Like, first of all, and, you know, you didn't convert me, Kurt Cameron. So suck my dick. Literally. Oh, oh, if, anything, I'm sure they will. If, if anything, you made me want to put you on a desert island along with people who believe what you were trying to sell us, that snake oil shit, and leave you there. I told you, they're crackhead bus station arguments. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah, get into it. Get into it. The, the, the first five minutes doesn't even matter because it's all like, mm, you're going to meet people that say there's a war on Christmas and Christmas is bad and it's pagan and, you know, like... It's just, uh, and you know what the most insidious part of this is? Mm. This isn't by its very nature. If you were to like uh, uh, excise the basic building blocks of a film, you know, 
like this isn't the worst film we've watched, like worst film that we've watched. Yeah. But it is 100% the worst film that we've watched. Yeah, because, I mean, at least with like films like, well, like Dot and the Kangaroo and... Um, Bermudos comes to mind. Bermudos. And even really bad films like Manos, The Hands of Fate or mm. The Room or Troll 2 or anything. I mean, it's one thing for these movies to be bad, but there is at least some sliver of entertainment value to them back then was a worse movie than this a yeah. worse movie than this you but know ben was so goddamn entertaining and honest it was, it was so the most honest thing we've ever watched yeah it was so fun this movie was not only so horribly wretchedly bad but it was absolutely unwatchable and unenjoyable it was horseshit yeah it was, it was, it was, um, it was one, it was a one American news networks version of a entertaining Christmas yeah. special. The, the, I will say that if I can find one little thing that could be done with this movie, there is a drinking game. Oh, is it, there? Yes. Take a drink every time he says hot chocolate. Oh God. How, how many fucking times did he say hot chocolate in this thing? A lot of a lot of this movie, outside of the even even the subject matter, made me uncomfortable. The yeah. acting made me uncomfortable. The, the 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 last twenty minutes made me more uncomfortable than the oh, first we'll hour. That in a moment. That's its own subject. I have something to do. Yeah. I want to put my two cents in now. Okay. Two things I take away from this film. Number one, this film just re restabilized and restrengthened my agnosticism. Sure. And number two, this is the kind of film you show to Christians to turn them away from Christianity. Yeah. <laughs> this is the anti-conversion film. I yes. mean, I grew up. And I, with that, I'm done. Bye. I grew up Catholic. Sorry. My priest would have smacked the taste out of Kirk Cameron's mouth after Smack watching me it. like St. Nick smacks at a center. Yes. Like, yeah, Kirk Cameron said chocolate milk so many goddamn times in the – not chocolate milk, but hot chocolate – so many times in this damn film. And he even equated hot chocolate to Jesus at one point. Oh, everything's Jesus. I don't yeah. know if you know that, but – Everything is like that moment in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I was just going to say, this is a goddamn Charlie Day meme. It really was. It really, really was. This was more – his explanations as to why hot chocolate and the Christmas tree and Santa Claus and gift-giving and shopping and feasting and everything that happens in Christmas, how it's all connected to Christ – was more convoluted than the entire series Lost. <laughs> yes, I agree. I agree. It was Terrence Malick's uh, Jesus. I mean, Werner Herzog would just look at this thing and go, you're confusing me. And then he'd say, I want to see the baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Is it just me or in the, the coffee mug moment? Oh, God. Get, well, did, he, now, he, we could talk for the next hour about – I know what they were trying to do. They I, I just understand. were bad. It was bad. Okay, go Not on. only that, but it was very obvious that the guy who was giving the conspiracy speech also had Asperger's. And it totally made fun of people 
who had Asperger's. It was so uncomfortable. I'm sitting there slack-jawed watching this going, this just further proves how much of an asshole Kirk Cameron is because he felt it was funny to make fun of someone with Asperger's. Well, the, the, the character was supposed to be saying this isn't what we are, right? We're not crazy conspiracy kooks. You know, we're not out here talking about chemtrails and, you know, Comet Ping Pong Pizza. We're, we're going to give you the truth. It's, mm-hmm. it's a classic. Take it from somebody who watches all of the conspiracy shit. It's a classic conspiracy shit move. Yeah. And but but then he's like, it has to give you Asperger's at least. And I was like, what? I almost turned it off at that point. I almost walked away from that. Like, if this wasn't for a show, I would be gone, baby. Yeah, there was a couple of points where I did want to turn it off. I mean, right before we got to the explanation about Santa and how he's connected to Jesus, I actually I messaged you and I said, I'm taking a pause and I'm going to check the mail. And yeah. then when I came back, I, I was I was initially watching it on YouTube, but apparently uh, Google is still having some issues because it wouldn't want to play it back. Either that or YouTube finally had enough of this shit. I'm convinced said, Chris put in a uh, cease and desist order in the middle of it to get to get it turned off. So, so I had to go and finish the rest of it on Amazon Prime. Um, dear God! Oh my God! Okay, which? Uh, okay. <laughs> you all right? His sister. Uh huh. The woman that I described as having a pancake face. And looking like a knockoff Arquette. Yeah, yeah, uh, Golem. First, yeah, Golem. First of all, anyone who knows Kirk Cameron knows that that's not Candace. Um, Correct. I mean, Candace wouldn't be caught dead in this film. Are you no, kidding Can- me? Candace has her issues as well, but she probably looked at Kurt and said, "I'll pass." Yeah, let's I, let's. Uh, no, this isn't for I've, me. I've got Fuller House coming on the air. Yeah, I've got a career to worry about. I don't have yeah. my entire uh, identity sunk into this shit like you do with your tribulation force and whatever. Which, by the way, my pitch now is that we watch a Kurt Cameron Jesus movie every Christmas now. <laughs> so left behind. You brought it on your. You brought it on yourself. So that's what we're doing now. <laughs> So yeah, his brother-in-law is is pitching a conniption fit about Christmas in his car, um, and Kirk Cameron then gives us the story about the nativity and how to relook at the nativity through the eyes of the cloth. Oh uh, no, it's yeah, the, the swaddling cloths. Swaddling um, cloth. Which, uh, by the way, the line after he's done, he says, I've never thought of the swaddling cloth before, and nor should you, because it literally doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The swaddling cloth is there as a reminder that Jesus was in a swaddling cloth when he died. And no, he was in a swaddling cloth when he was reborn, so they knew he was going to die and be reborn in this manger, which is also a cave. Uh. <laughs> As you can see, I just can't. Come on back, Chris. Come on back, baby. <laughs> Come on back to these open arms that love you. So uh, so we have that. And him, you know, comparing. I, I mean, at least I will give him credit for saying that he doesn't think that it happened in a stable, that it actually happened in a cave. So I give him credit for trying to be realistic there. But... 
trying to, to bring in similarities between the cave where Jesus was born also being the cave where Jesus was laid to rest. Make, I was like making that a metaphor. Yeah. I'm like, what? I'm, I, no, absolutely not. Sit down. Shut up. So we get that. We do get that. That's true. Then we get the Christmas tree. That's my favorite part. This was the most batshit craziest explanation in the whole film. Would you would you would you please do the honors of describing how Kirk Cameron told us that the Christmas tree is a symbol of Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I can do this for you. Um uh, because it's two parts. So part 1 the reason that we have Christmas trees in our house is because Jesus was crucified on a tree. It was a dead tree, but Jesus was crucified on a tree. So in bringing a tree into your house, you are um, celebrating the, uh, the crucifixion, the, the death and rebirth of Jesus, which is why it's an evergreen tree, because it... <laughs> represents rebirth that's why roy i don't know if you knew that or not you're so dumb i don't think you understood the reason that we have christmas trees is because a tree um which virtually everything is made of by the way so everything that's made of wood is representative of the crucifixion don't know if you knew that but just so you know um is because jesus was hung on a tree it was a dead tree but it was a tree and why was jesus hung on the tree uh, so he could be reborn, right? And Which not is only why that, it's an evergreen. but because Adam stole fruit. Oh, from God damn. Okay. And I'm just like, okay, okay, back up. Okay, the here. So Adam, so Adam, Adam was presented with the tree, but also the second tree. And the second tree was the bad tree. The first tree was a bad tree, but it wasn't the bad tree. The bad, bad tree. And so I what like Adam the, did. Real quick, I like the fact that he said that it was Adam who took the fruit from the tree when it was fucking Eve. It's yeah. there in the book of Genesis that Eve took the fruit from the serpent. And well, no, Adam, Adam, saved him, Adam. Adam, Adam, you know, uh, you know, struck the, the Zippo Mel Gibson style and walked away from the explosion by eating the fruit in the tree, thus getting thrown out of the Garden of Eden and cutting himself off from the bad tree. <laughs> Yes. That's the story. He was he was intelligent enough at that point, having no knowledge of the way anything works, because he was a, he was the first man, never seen a tree before, to know that that was the bad tree. So he ate the fruit to get thrown out of the garden, so he couldn't get back in at the bad tree. Yeah, that that's at and it least would be a long time before the bad tree was available to us again. I guess. Mm-hmm. But my other favorite part was why do we bring the tree inside? Well, because of the bad tree, which was – and I I like the fact that he mentioned about this second bad tree that's nowhere in the goddamn Bible. (laughs) It's in Revelations, apparently. And, um, you know, uh, God brought the tree inside first. So you can bring the tree in. And the fruit was already on the tree. That's why we have ornaments. 
because apparently the only ornament is fruit. So there was fruit already on the tree. So that's why that's why there's fruit on the tree. And then God made lights. God made lights on the tree, and that's why we can have lights on the tree. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. That's what Kirk Cameron said. And that the Christmas tree Makes represents sense. the yeah. crucifix, which was since since Adam couldn't return the fruit that he stole, the fruit was returned by having oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. by having Jesus being crucified on the cross, which was the tree of God. So when you look at a tree on Christmas, it is to remind you of Jesus's sacrifice yes. to undo yes. the sin that Adam committed in the garden. What fucking bullshit is and it's that? An, and it's an evergreen because it represents rebirth. And I'm still lost on the lights part. God made lights on it, I guess. Yes. I'm, I'm back, by the way. I don't know exactly where in, in, in the Bible this is, also known as the Bible. But I learned when I was at one of the five different religions I was raised on in one of these churches, there's a passage somewhere where it is an abomination to God to adorn one of his creations, a tree, with artificial ornamentation. So the Christmas tree is actually an abomination to well, God. You went to you, the not Kirk Cameron church. Though. Yeah, because yeah. you're because you're you're decorating a God, God's creation to make it look prettier than what God designed. So I don't see where that fits into Kirk Cameron's opinion of, of trees. Well, you know, keep in mind he was also eating shrimp at the party, and uh, oh, that's an abomination. Yeah, so I, mean, I know that. That's because every, it. but that's okay. Because and he was eating because a ham it's Jesus, too. man. He, he was eating a ham too. Because that's Jesus. The Bible doesn't matter unless it matters. Yeah, exactly. Did you know that. I mean, I was raised, you know, I was raised Christian. I was, I was raised to be Presbyterian, which means um, uh, you can do it. You, you can get into heaven. You can do anything, get to heaven as long as you can carry a tune. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a man of a certain faith, and this was highly offensive. Oh God, this was offending the Catholic me inside of me. I was like, no. That's not in the Bible. No, that's not how it's interpreted in the Bible. Oh my God, the Pope's gonna smack the shit out of you. I no, he rolls deep with Saint I, Nick, shirtless Beastmaster Saint Nick. Don't worry, he's fine. Speaking of Saint, then we get to the story of Santa. Now, I at least he mentioned the real Saint Nicholas. I was like, okay, so at least you're talking about this guy and what he did. You got this right. Well, just like the old World Weekly News magazine, total fiction, but there has to be one true story in it to to sell it as news. However, however, there's a twist. I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, he's getting this right. When is the right turn going to happen? The right turn happened when he starts smacking the living shit out of the rest of the people. Now, I you read I, I, the Bible. Yeah, I re, I remember that th- that when this incident happened, because we were taught this in catechism, that he did offend everybody by slapping him on the cheek. But that's not but what happens here. Didn't punk him out like Vin Diesel in a Fast and the Furious movie. He dragged him out into the middle of the forest, beat the living crap out of him, and then tell Cersei, "I want her to know it was me." Yeah. You know? <laughs> you know, right. Basically. Right. Just. 
I just the, down with the sickness starts playing and he just pimp slaps the shit out of this guy. That like, reminds, what? I messaged you at one point when they were depicting um, the soldiers who were going off to kill all the firstborn in uh, Jerusalem. I mean, in, in Bethlehem. I said the only thing missing here is uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra because uh, it just felt like it needed that music. Yeah. The Wrath of Christ. Um, it was but, wild. Yeah. He just like was literally he like literally took his cane and started yeah. beating crap out of him. Crap out of this guy, because you know what they say in the Bible: if somebody doesn't agree with you, beat the living shit out of them. He leasened his ass. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he did. God, and then and then and then he comes back, and then his assistant's like, "Oh, did you get that out of your system? Let's go deliver toys." Yeah, like, oh, I've got a job for you. Let's, and he's like, "Ho, ho, 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 God." It's uncomfortable, horribly uncomfortable. <laughs> and then this wakens his brother-in-law up to realize I've been looking at Christmas the wrong way. So he slip and slides into his house and crashes into his tree. And at that point, we get Kirk Cameron's explanation as to why buying presents are important for Christmas. Because of Jesus. And, putting, and because of Jesus. Because when you look at the presents, it looks like a skyline to, to remind us of the city of Bethlehem and Jerusalem. And then you look up at the tree with all the lights and the top of the tree, the big shining light is the light of Jesus. And all of the other lights are the message Jesus is sending down to Jerusalem as a reminder Definitely Charlie Day shit. Just oh, connecting God. dots. The be- like, God. Just and then just we're treated to conspiracy a- shit. Like that's what it is. And then we're treated to a fifteen-minute uncomfortable oh. white, white off. Basically, oh. it's so, like the- uh, so two questions, right? Number one, did they rehearse this dance number because he? <laughs> Because the, the, the shtick is that the brother-in-law, after being a you know a real dick to his wife about Christmas, um, is going to go apologize to his wife. You know, go go say I'm sorry. I've realized the true meaning of Christmas. But the the twist is that he planned a uh, a, a hip hop dance routine to yeah. to to Christmas music to say he was sorry or something. And the setup also made it sound like he was about ready to, you know, give his dick in a box to yes. her because he's like, you know what I want to I want to do something to you. I've been wanting to do for a long time. And I was like, give you my three inch dick. Right. But, <laughs> give you my tumescent dick. But that's not what happens. He's and it's like she's expecting him to say that, too, because the look on her face is like, yes, I'm finally getting laid. And yeah, he, but, but it's, it's, it's Kirk Cameron. No, it was not Kirk Cameron. It was the, um, it was the, bro- brother- the brother-in-law who looked well, like the like what basically what happened if you were to take Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off and melt him. That's what I got. A, I got a question. Like. I'm going to ask it right now before we get into the feast and everything else. Okay. Is Kirk Cameron fucking his sister? <laughs> <laughs> are we talking about the fictional Kirk Cameron in this movie, or are you asking if he's fucking his real life sister no i'm talking about the fictional this version of kirk cameron and this version of his sister because it got weird oh yeah oh yes it did i'm i'm glad i wasn't the only one who noticed that are they or are they not yeah 
Now, it, it, it's basically like... Uh, Are we even sure Kirk Cameron's a member of this family, or is he just <laughs> cra- cra- crashed this party that they were having? Like, what is... Because go- he's not in the party, except, like, he dances once or twice. He he's did the worm. for most of it. He did the worm. He, he did the worm. And we also got the black comic relief to do the Carlton, because, you know, we he's did. black. Because he's black and not gay. Yeah. All right? He's not gay. He's so not gay. Oh, God. Let's let's go back to him real quick during his comic relief moment when he was talking to Kurt Cameron's brother-in-law and giving off that whole spiel about straight pride and about how he's going to stay on the fourth floor. He's not going down to the second floor because he doesn't want to lose his wacky shirt Friday. And oh, right, right, doesn't yes. Doesn't want to be amongst those who tell him he can't say Merry Christmas anymore or he, you know – he, he has to abide by other lifestyles. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Literally. <laughs> it was, it was, it, this movie was rough. Oh God, it was. And then it doesn't even end. I even messaged you. I was like, is this how this movie's going to end with the dance? But then no, Kirk. And then Cameron, I'm like, no, prepare yourself for 10 more uncomfortable minutes. So then can't Kirk Cameron looks into the camera and screams, let's feast. And then we get another soliloquy while watching people open mouth eat. Yeah, it's so bad. And this other soliloquy is, again, defending not only the reason why we should go shopping for gifts for Christmas because of Jesus, but why it's important for us to feast on ham and the most expensive butter and for us to put out our most expensive linens and our most expensive china because it celebrates the spirit of Christmas and giving. And I'm like, Jesus and Jesus. It is when you eat, when you eat cranberry sauce, you're eating Jesus. Yes. That's the blood of Christ. That is the blood of Christ. Yes. When, When you're eating ham, you're eating the body of Christ. When you're wiping your mouth with that expensive linen, that is the, that is basically the swaddling shawl that Jesus was wrapped up in. It's okay that Kirk Cameron got rich. Uh, uh, you know, lying about the Bible. This is how we know. The, he's telling us right now that it's okay. Yeah. It's okay that Joel Olstein took a $44 million PPE uh, loan out from the government during coronavirus because that loan was Jesus. Yes. Just, oh God. Just, I, I never, was, ever, ever, ever want to see this movie ever again. No. This really, really was the worst thing I've ever seen. And, 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 and again, like I said, I mean, yeah, some people can argue that Manos is the worst film ever made and that Plan 9 is the worst film ever made and that Troll 2 is the worst film ever made. But they're enjoyable. There's a level of fun and ridiculousness. Exactly. There's none in this. They're it, honest. They're honest <laughs> films. That's the thing is like those type of films like that are on it. Like they, they – they're earnest. They're honest. They come from a place of love and wanting to create art. That's not what this is. No, I wouldn't even call this thing a film. This is the thing that you were. It's a. That, it's a. It's a. It's a conspiracy documentary. You would be if 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 you went to one of those community churches, and you had to go to the Sunday school portion while the adults were busy doing their mass, and you had to go and do the fun church. You know, where you play the games for Jesus and whatnot. This would be the video they would show kids at around Christmas time to brainwash them. 
This is the kind of movie that Hitler would have shown to one of his speeches back in the 30s. But I don't even know if that's true, right? Like, I know that we want to say that, but I think this might even be too far for that. Like, I think that I really do believe that this is like eighth page in the conspiracy theory on Amazon Prime category next to, (laughs) you know, if it wasn't Kurt Cameron, if it was anyone else, that's where this would fall. Like next to the reptilian stole my baby and, you know, uh, Buzz Aldrin saw aliens in his poop one time. Like that's where this would fall. But it's Kurt Cameron. So people so so people took notice. That's it. Andy, in your church, when you were growing up, did y'all have these things called truth tracks? These little comic strips. Oh, yeah, Chick Tracks. Chick Tracks, of course. Chick Tracks, yeah. Yes. I, I did a whole show on Hey Kids Comics about Chick Tracks. It's yes. almost like he just decided to read a whole stack of these and wrote a script around those. Yeah. Ki- yeah, kind of. Pure kind propaganda. Of. That's, that's probably pretty accurate. He grabbed like, a copy of, of Watchtower magazine. Oh, no, not Watchtower. That's, 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 that's. That's Latter-day Saints. He wouldn't bother with that. No, that no. Watchtower is or, not Latter-day Saints. That that's Jehovah's Witness. Same thing. Whatever. <laughs> it's a cult. So, you know, it's same thing. But no, he wouldn't. No, that's 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 not no, because that does not follow what he believes. It's Christianity. Can we get this thing reshot as a Scientology uh, conspiracy documentary, where every time we talk about Jesus, we just talk about Zenu. Yeah. It would be the goddamn thing. Ah, so. I'm surprised South Park hasn't tackled this I am movie. so surprised South Park has not made fun of this thing yet because that I mean this is prime. This this would have been prime for South Park to attack and they didn't do it. I'm disappointed in you Trey Parker and Matt Stone for not attacking Kirk Cameron. It just needs to happen. Yeah. Uh, I hate right. the fact that the everyman his brother-in-law right his like name is Christian by the way. The way that they the way that they portrayed him as like every time Kirk Cameron would give one of his bullshit explanations for something, you know, like the smug Kirk Cameron, like, you know, and he he had this frenetic Larry David delivery to everything. And, you know, and Kirk Cameron's got that smug look on his face like, no, I'll show you. Here's the swaddling cloth. And then at the end of it, he'd be like, oh, OK, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, no. What? No, yeah. it doesn't no. make any sense. None. None. Would I, wear the would I wear the swaddling cloth when using the wishing boot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. While, while giving everybody the Christmas the candle, candle that you re-gift every year, yes. So is that the same as the Christmas shoes? No, no. <laughs> and we're never watching that, by the way. We're never watching that movie. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, no, it's got Rob Lowe in it. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, no Christmas shoes. No. Oh, now I'm all sad. Well, all right. Christmas is ruined. <laughs> it is. So, if this didn't ruin Christmas, that did. <laughs> this is how we end 2020, folks, is with this thing. And I highly regret it. I really do. Yeah, don't watch this. Yeah. I, I, I've never regretted advising us to watch a movie ever so much in my entire life. I'm in this glad thing. we did. And here's why, Roy, because this movie is Jesus. And um, when you watch it, you realize that the movie represents being drawn into sin. 
And that sin is not believing in Kirk Cameron. (laughs) (laughs) So what we do when we watch this movie is we embrace Kirk Cameron and in turn embrace Jesus. We embrace Jesus Cameron. (laughs) Amen. Can I get an amen? Which was weird (laughs) in the movie. I will tell you this. After we're done recording this episode, as antidote to that shit, I'm watching the fuck out of Rudolph. I really am. Because uh, I need to purge <laughs> this movie out of my brain ASAP. Jesus saw this movie and said, nail faster. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I hate this movie this much. Yes. Ah. <laughs> uh. So are you ready for our first movie of 2021? I think so, yes. It's Antidote. It's definitely Antidote. This this movie, I mean, depending on who you talk to, they either love it or they hate it. Um, the movie just recently celebrated its 40th anniversary this year. Um, it has a very special place in my heart. I haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, but I figured, you know, now would be a good time to watch it, especially since it just recently got a massive restoration. Uh for January 2021, we're going to watch Popeye the movie. Nice. Yeah, I'm into that. So that it's way pro- can... it's been 32 years since I've seen Popeye. So. So so I figured that would be a good antidote for us is to revisit uh, Popeye the movie. And who knows who, who knows what the hell we're going to do next year. Um, I know one thing for sure. I'm probably not going to renew my subscription to Netflix after seeing the price raise uh, that's happening in January. I saw that and I'm like, oh, you're going to be more expensive than HBO Max with less stuff. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, bye. (laughs) I'm trying to think of anything that hits Netflix that I would really, really miss. And I think Big Mouth – Big Mouth and Nailed It would be the only two things I would really... Uh, Stranger Things is important, I think. Um, I don't know what else. I don't know what else comes to Netflix, you know? I mean, I I understand you have to raise the price on shit, but that's a lot of money for... Especially since, you know, Netflix is always taking away stuff and losing licenses to stuff and canceling shows left and right. I'm just like, it's not worth it anymore. There's a, there's a point in time when you have to finally say, okay, no, enough. And it's gotten to that point with me now. So, anywho. Popeye! Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Again, thank you so much, everybody. Uh, and also thank you to our Patreon subscribers uh, when we started the Patreon this year. Spread the word. Um Again, the word of Jesus. The word of Jesus. Jesus' name, glory be. Um, Again, if you have not signed up for the Patreon account, um, you can find it at patreon.com forward slash so I watch this. We got a great review up right now for Superstar, the Karen Carpenter story, which cannot recommend enough. Uh, We also have. Thank God we watched that before this. Oh, yeah. Um, we, we, we got exclusive episodes that are available on there. Haven't done a contest in a while because of what happened with me health wise next year. We will start up the monthly contests again. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, everybody have a very safe, uh, holiday and, and a happy new year sure and you feast. Yeah. Make sure you feast. Hey, yeah. Have you, ever been, have you ever been in a situation where anybody unironically said the word feast? No. That's in the human centipede. <laughs> like, 
that made me uncom- that made me as uncomfortable as anything in this movie. They kept talking about feasting, and I'm like, let's feast. Oh, God, I want to throw up, and I also don't want to watch seven people that you're not related to eat with their mouths open after dancing for 15 minutes in slow motion. This they they obviously so didn't practice or could dance. Where did you find these people? That's why you don't let Christians dance. This film is so bad. Baby Jesus slapped the donkey. That's <laughs> true. It's true. All right, gang. We'll see you in 2021. You take care. Don't forget, Herod's soldiers. <laughs> oh, Jesus. God. We, the soldiers. Oh. Yeah. Toy soldiers represent the... The toy, the soldiers, Herod. Oh, Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's not it does, real. It doesn't matter. Anyway, goodbye, everybody. See you next year. Mm-hmm.